Welcome back to the Rob Skinner Podcast. My goal is to inspire you to live a no regrets life, make this life count, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Today we're going to be taking a look at chapter 9 of my recent book, Courage, How to Make This Life Count. Chapter 9's title is Courage to Build Friendships. But before we get into this program, I'd like to let you know about mission planting happening in the summer of 2021. My wife and I are planting a church in Flagstaff, Arizona. And we're looking for people interested in leading that team as well as joining that team as members. We're going to go there this next summer. We're going to be helping that leader get off the ground, take off. And so what it would mean is coming to Tucson to get training and then moving on to to Flagstaff, which is in northern Arizona, during the summer of 2021. If you're interested, email me at rob at tucsonchurchofchrist.org. Chapter 9, Courage to Build Friendships. I asked a trusted friend one night at dinner to give me some feedback on how I could be a better leader. He told me that he appreciated my self-discipline and drive, but those very things could keep me from developing deep friendships with others. My laser focus on my goals and work was causing me to neglect the people around me. I realized what he was saying was absolutely on target and made it my goal to work on building and expanding my network of good friendships. If I didn't make a change, I knew there'd be a breakdown. A couple of years ago, my oldest son was going to college in Georgia. I had given him a 2002 Buick Century to use while he was there. He decided to move back home, and I expected him to drive the car back home as well. I told him to take the car into the shop before leaving to make sure it was ready for the trip. He called me from the shop and said, Dad, they won't let me take the car out of the shop. I said, What? Why not? He said, They said it's not safe for the road. My son hadn't done any maintenance on the car, and the brakes were shot. I ended up paying $800 to have the vehicle transported back to my, my mechanic in Tucson. When the car arrived at his shop, he shook his head and said, I've never seen that before. He estimated, estimated it would take another $1,000 to make the car roadworthy. I thought that was a timely moment to teach a life lesson to my son. So I pulled him aside, looked him in the eyes and said, son, when you're given something, you have to take care of it. He looked down and said, you're right, dad. I'm sorry. We jumped in my Toyota 4x4 pickup and drove toward home without saying anything. Just as I was getting on the freeway, I heard a rattling sound. It sounded like someone was shaking a metal toolbox full of nuts and bolts. Suddenly, my truck lost power and I coasted to the side of the freeway. I called a towing firm and had them tow us back to the, me- to the mechanic shop. He was surprised to see us so, sooner, soon, so soon after we had just left. I asked him to look the car over and see what was wrong. A few days later, he called me and hesitatingly asked, Remember when you bought this truck off of Craigslist last year and you asked me to look it over? I said, yeah. Well, I told you it was a solid truck, but it was going to need an oil change soon. He continued, Rob, did you ever get the oil changed? I went silent. He went on, The engine is destroyed, and when I opened it up, there wasn't any oil in it. 
I was so happy to pick up that Toyota truck. They carry a reputation for reliability. After I bought it, I changed the oil in my other cars, but I forgot to take care of the Toyota. I thought to myself, it's a Toyota. I ended up paying $2,500 for the engine overhaul. After that phone call, I had to pull my son aside and apologize for my hypocrisy and not taking care of the truck I owned. I was guilty of the same negligence I had pointed out to my son. Thankfully, he was gracious and let me off the hook easily. It's so easy to display this lazy-minded negligence in our friendships and romantic relationships, especially the ones we assume are the strongest. Instead of taking the time to maintain, nurture, and build our friendships, we squeeze more mileage out of loyal and faithful friends. We stop calling, spending time with, doing fun things with the people that matter the most. As the years accumulate, we look back on the road littered with relationships abandoned on the shoulder of the road. When we don't put anything back into them, even the sturdiest relationships eventually break down. How are your friendships doing? What have you done recently to strengthen old bonds and make new friends? What excuses are you making that keep you from putting time and energy into the people that have brought you some of the best memories of your life? The Road to Reconnection After the talk I had with my old friend, I decided I was going to be a better friend to the people that mattered most to me. I started asking myself what I could do to be more deliberate about making the time to make and keep friends. A few weeks later, I called one of my friends I knew and said, let's go backpacking. I knew he was a backpacker and I had never gone before. We asked one other mutual friend to go with us and we went Independence Day weekend hiking through the Push Ridge Wilderness near Tucson. I had a camp chair strapped to my backpack, large and heavy hunting boots, and many other items I would later learn to discard. Just as we entered the wilderness, a thunderstorm and monsoon rain hit us. It sounded like a deer rifle firing right next to our ears, and the rain soaked everything we had. I was wet, my Levi's were soaked, but inside, I was coming alive. We had two days to do nothing but walk, talk, and tell stories. I slowly started to realize why Jesus spent so much time walking, hiking, and retreating to the mountains with his friends. I've escaped outside many times since with my family and friends. I make a memory each time and drive my relationships a little deeper. Another tool I added to my friendship toolkit is talking on the telephone. I don't like talking on the phone. My phone calls tended to be short, to the point, and business-centered. I decided I needed to be a better caller. This was especially helpful in maintaining old friendships and staying connected with those who lived out of town or overseas. I just told myself to call one old friend every week, and if he didn't pick up, I'd leave a long message expressing how much I appreciated him. Another part of my relationship repentance was to write cards to my friends on their birthdays. I know many post-birthday greetings on Facebook. I know many post-birthday greetings on Facebook, which is a great thing to do and receive, but there's something unexpected and delightful to receive a handwritten note in your mailbox. It's become so rare. My kids ask for help on where to put the addresses on the envelope when they write thank you cards. Writing cards is a habit I developed when I worked as a realtor in Oregon. I held on to the practice even after leaving real estate. I write birthday cards to all my church members and their kids every year. 
It never fails to touch people when they get a handwritten note. The rarity of receiving a card multiplies the relational impact. I also made a list of my top 10 best friends. I have a lot of relationships as a minister. I'm sure you have hundreds of quote-unquote friends on social media. But when I thought about it, I came up with about 10 or 12 guys that I considered good, trustworthy, lifelong friends. These were people I felt happy to be around and were able to maintain a two-way relationship. The top 10 list deserved special treatment. Not only do they get an occasional call, a card on their birthday, but they also they'll receive a small gift to let them know they're in my friendship hall of fame. Typically, I'll go on Amazon and send them a book that I found particularly interesting or influential in my life. How connected are you? How would you rate the quality and depth of your relationships? What excuses are you making about why you don't have more friends in your life? Excuses like, I don't have the time. My family takes all my time. My work demands too much for me. I've got kids and their activities. People are too busy. Speaking as a man, guys are especially isolated and lacking in the number and quality of good friends. Many middle-aged guys don't have a single real friend aside from their wife. If that marriage is shaky, he lacks a support system in times of crisis. Do you have someone who's got your back? When you go down, do you have a friend who can pick you up? An old Boy Scout manual told the story of two brothers who were fighting side by side in France. The brothers struggled to rejoin their unit, but only one made it back safely. He approached his commanding officer and asked permission to retrace his steps in an effort to find his brother. The officer shook his head. It's too dangerous, he said, not without pity. Your brother's probably dead, and there's no use risking your life just to find him dead. The brother persisted, however, and begged the officer to let him try. Finally, the man agreed, and the soldier dashed back toward the enemy fire to hunt for his brother. Sometime later, he returned with his brother draped across his shoulders. But just as he reached the safety of the bunker, his brother gasped and died in his arms. You see, said the officer, he clapped a hand on the, sh- the soldier's shoulder and shook his head. I let you risk your life for nothing. Oh, no, sir, the brother answered respectfully. Tears welled in his eyes. No, sir, he repeated emphatically. You see, when I crawled up beside him where he lay, hurt and dying, and I took him in my arms, he said, I knew you'd come, Tom. I knew you'd come. Lasting and meaningful friendships are worth fighting for. At some point, you'll need to change to make a hard, you'll need to make a hard change to your life and schedule to prioritize people. Get the guts to make the changes necessary. Do the things you did in the past to make and keep friends. Do the small acts of repair and maintenance to keep your relationships running strong. Smile, call, write emails and cards, send gifts, serve. Find a hobby that's both fun for you and pulls people into your life. Don't end up on the side of life's highway alone and abandoned gut check. Do you have a friend who would lay down his life for you? Do you have someone you'd sacrifice for? Give a call today to reconnect and build your friendships. Thanks for listening to chapter nine for my latest book, Courage, How to Make This Life Count. If you enjoyed it, you can find it and buy it on Amazon.
Just type in Rob Skinner and you'll find it for sale. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please hit the subscribe button and let your friends and family know about it. My goal is to inspire you to make this life count, to live a no regrets life, and to multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. I hope you have a great day and make this life count.